Hello, this is Denise Vivaldo. This is Women Beyond a Certain Age. Today, what I want to talk about, and this was Cindy's suggestion, and I because I had told her the story, but I think there's some value to it. I want to talk about negotiating in business and negotiating in life because it's the same thing. And here's why. Recently, I'm having a very exciting end of the year of 2018. My husband and I have bought a new house that we call our last forever house. Now we're selling our house after 25 years in Los Angeles, so you can imagine what the packing's like. But with all this going on, I needed to lease a new car. So my husband was in L.A., I was in Ventura, he said, you can do it yourself, and I knew I could because I have leased my own, leased and bought my own cars for the last 30 years. Didn't need anyone to go with me, I was single before I remarried Kenny, I've, and when I was married to my first husband, I'm the one that had the credit and, the, and wrote the check, so I've always bought my own cars. Doesn't frighten me at all. So I say to Kenny, of course. So I decide to go to an Acura dealership up in Ventura. And I don't want to say their name, think there's anything disparaging because it was one person and certainly not the dealership. And it all came together in the end. I went out to look at other cars to see if I wanted to lease something else or buy a new car. I looked around at different things, at sedans, at fancy cars. My God, it's easy to spend $65,000 on just a pretty little blue car. But I thought, no, what I'll do financially and responsibly is I'll go back to Acura. Lease had come up. I think I'll get another Acura RDX. It's not too big. That's been a great car. I know them. And I know the maintenance of the cars and stuff like that. I went into the dealership. Beautiful beautiful sparkling dealership. And there was a large, very large man who I felt was using his size to intimidate me from the moment he said hello to me. That kind of, hi, what can I do for you little lady attitude? I hadn't even opened my mouth yet. Do you know what I mean? So I said, I I, I think I'd like to look at an RDX. And he said, great. And he passed me off to this lovely young Hispanic man named Angel. And he was just adorable and just vibrant, reminded me of a lot of the young men that I've worked in, I've worked with, and just a real cute kid, but very knowledgeable. So he took me for a test drive. Now, immediately they want to sell me the 2019 because that's what is happening now. I had a 2015. Well, the 2019 is bigger. I don't want a bigger car. I mean, it was a little bit longer, but this is the part that's pretty funny. They've changed the gear shift and everything. So the whole front of the car, the whole inside interior of the car, no longer looks like the car I've been driving for three years. It looks like a spaceship. It has a bigger, it's everything. I mean, it's everything. And you can get your emails on it and all this stuff. And I'm like thinking to myself, I can barely drive. I mean, my reflexes are not as good as they were as a young woman. So I'm looking at this and it's like, I'm not kidding you, it was like trying to fly a jet all of a sudden. And I'm pushing buttons for reverse and drive. And I'm thinking to myself, this doesn't sound like a good idea to me. I'm not that mechanically inclined. So anyway, so Angel and I are in the car. Luckily, the kid didn't put a helmet on or anything, nor did his airbag go off. So we got through it. But when we got back from the test drive, I said to him, Angel, 
hmm, I don't love that car. I do want an RDX and I want to buy, you know, an Acura or lease an Acura from you again, because this is might be the last car I buy for a while. I'll lease it from you, then I'll buy it at the end of this, you know, because again, you guys, I'm looking for things as I'm 67 years old. I'm looking for a lot of the last things you start doing. You know, maybe I don't need to buy another car after this, or I'd change it in for something smaller. A lot of things I've always needed an RDX for food styling or for, you know, carrying props. So I have a plan in my head. So he says to me, oh, well, you know, we do have a 2018, which is exactly like your 2015. It's just three years younger. They hadn't changed the model yet. I said, bingo. So I look at that car. It's almost identical. <laughs> to the car I'm going to turn in. Now I realize that's pretty funny to some people that you just, I went in and leased a car exactly like a car I had. But I, as I explained to Angel, between moving, changing my business, pivoting into other work, trying to do things as graciously as I can without stress on everybody around me, you know, that's Cindy, that's my husband, that's the people I work with. I said to Angel, I don't want to learn to drive a new car. And he laughed and it was, it was real sweet. The kid's sweet. And he said, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, he was treating me like his grandmother. What happened is, of course, he keeps going away to do the numbers the way they do in cars. And then he comes back with something else and he's running the numbers on the 2019, even though I've told him I'm not going to buy the 2019. And every time he comes back to tell me that I'm stupid not to buy the newer car, I'm getting angrier and angrier. Showroom. This gigantic guy says to me, oh, that's stupid. The minute I tell him my plan. So now we're going to do the numbers because, you know, now is the closing with the numbers. I tell him, I said, I don't want the payment to be over this. I'm going to put down a couple of thousand dollars. We're turning in this lease. Here's da, 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 da. So I know all the financials. And then he says to me, oh, no, you're stupid. You can't buy a 218. You got to buy the 219. Because I, I wouldn't let you make such a mistake like that. And he immediately started to tell me what I was going to do. And of course, that pissed the hell out of me because I thought, buddy, you're not the one that's paying for this. You're not my husband. You're not my father. You're not even a friend of mine. So your advice to me is falling on deaf ears. I was so angry, in fact, that I decided that the only way to handle this situation was to leave and that I would take a breather. So it's about five in the afternoon. It's cold. I'm tired. I need a glass of wine. So I say to Angel, I grab Angel's card and I say to Angel, okay, Angel, listen, you have been fantastic. And I'm going to think about this and I'll get back to you tomorrow morning. So sure enough, as I start to walk out, Mr. Big Guy is following me out saying, well, what's going on? What are you doing? Why aren't you, you know, we've got to make this deal today. And I looked right at him and I said, I don't have to do anything right now except for drive home and have a glass of wine. Thanks so much. So that was what I did. I got home. I thought about it. I realized that I couldn't be honest with big Mr. Intimidation because instead of being honest and calm, I would have gone crazy in the showroom and called him all sorts of ugly names <laughs> and look like a crazy person. But in the morning, in the light of morning, when I was calm and collected, I sent an email to Angel and I said, Angel, here's the deal. I'm going to lease the car from you. You're going to get the numbers run on the 2018. You're going to tell your boss that he doesn't deal with me again, that I don't want to deal with him again. So if he wants to make 
the sale, he better deal with you. And I said, and I'm not trying to put you in a difficult situation, Angel, but I, because Angel kept seeing every time the man came back with one of his comments about, oh, come on, don't be stupid or something to me. It was so degrading. He was speaking to me like that because I was a woman. Angel got the email. I said, Angel, what time should I come by? He said, about noon, we'll have the car all ready for you. I said, great. So I thought, let Angel deal with Mr. Intimidation. I went back. We had a new contract. I was getting the deal that I wanted. I had told my husband my plan. My husband said, Denise, I'm so proud of you. Instead of just standing there and tearing that that big old man apart, (laughs) you went home and you got calm and you got centered and you thought about what was important to you. I came in and we started to do the paperwork. Mr. Intimidation still walked up to me and said, well, Angel said you've got a few things coming on, but come on, you're old enough. You've been here long enough. You know how to drive a car. So I thought, so after I've already shifted the power away from this man, he's still going to insult me. And then I turned to him in the nicest way possible. And I said, you know, I need to share something with you. You're not going to make a lot of sales with women with that kind of attitude. And he was horrified. What do you mean? This isn't about you being a woman. I said, of course, it's about me being a woman. You wouldn't talk to another man like this. I said, how dare you? I said, so let's let's not spoil either of our days. I'm taking the car and I'm going to get here with Angel. And Angel's done a fabulous job. I said, such a great job that he counterbalanced how nasty and not nasty. The man wasn't nasty. He didn't even realize how rude he was being to me. Okay. Little lady. Oh, come on. You've been around here long enough. You're old enough to know how to drive. I couldn't believe I was hearing this. Close the deal. Car is fabulous. Angel and I laughed about it. And then I said to Angel, now, Angel, I'm going to write a letter to the boss, the president of the company, telling him how great you are. I'm also going to tell him that Mr. Intimidation was not my cup of tea, just so the owner knows. Now, as it turned out, small company, you guys, small local company, the owner thanked me for buying the car. The finance man thanked me for buying the car. The maintenance man came in to meet me. So when I would come back, I'd put a face with a name. I mean, this is a small company that wants to do well. So I wrote the president of the company, the owner, a note, and I said, listen, I'm just going to share this with you and you take it with a grain of salt. I'm 67 years old. I know who I am. This is what the finance man said to me, which just an aside, he said, oh my God, we've never had someone with such a high credit report. And it wasn't my husband's credit report, of course, it was my credit report. So with that said, the power of a woman in her checkbook, when a woman wants to buy something, I suggest you find salesman or an office manager who's not reminding me of my age or telling me that I don't know what I'm doing or that I'm stupid to be buying a 2018 instead of a 2019, even though I want the 2018. I wrote the guy a letter, mailed it all off, thanked Angel again. Then um, it went into his spam and I didn't hear back from them for about a month. And then I got a message saying, oh my God, Denise, thank you so much for being honest. Thank you for still buying the car with us. I didn't do it, you guys, to make Mr. Intimidation to get him in trouble. But I'll tell you one thing, if people don't give you honest feedback, whether it be in your personal life, your business life, how you negotiate in the world, you can't make behavioral changes, okay? Just like I had to change my own behavior by leaving that afternoon, I didn't want to have to go back. I wanted to complete the deal. But I realized that I was no longer at my best. 
that I was cold, I was hungry, I was tired, and I was really, I was so annoyed by the way he treated me that I realized with a good night's sleep that I could handle it in the morning. So I think that was the lesson. I don't know, I was this funny, Cindy? <laughs> Cindy thought it was so funny when I told her. But I have to tell you something. You can't let other people tell you what to do when you know what's right for you. I think that was the moral of the story. Now, I finished. I got my new car. I love my new car because guess what? It's exactly like my old car. <laughs> and I know how to drive it. it. Actually, the only thing is it's a prettier color. And when Kenny saw it, he said, oh, my God, it's the exact same car, but a prettier color. I said, I know. I upgraded. So I was happy angel of course so sweet then sent me a thank you note for the thank you note i wrote his boss and said to me i know you live close if you're having any problems or you want me to program your your cds or because he realized that i still carried cds i don't know about spotify or any of that and i'm not going to learn right now (laughs) i'll help you program your new car so i made a friend I had a wonderful experience. It reinforced to me that you have to know how to negotiate to get what you want. I hope this was helpful. I don't know anything else, Miss Cindy. Uh, oh, if yes. Now, like if you and this is, I'll tell you this, and this is why. And if this is helpful, Cindy saying send in experiences, and I agree. And this is just me. I'm not speaking for other people, because this is a second marriage. <laughs> mine. I have found that I treat my second marriage much more like a business arrangement than I'd ever did my first. And in a way, of course, a second marriage is more of a business arrangement. And I don't mean that in cold calculating money terms. I mean, and I learned a lot about myself from my first marriage, and it wasn't always attractive. So I learned to negotiate better. And instead of just being angry, my first husband, I could go days without telling him what I was pissed about or days without talking to him. I can't believe, why did we do that to each other? How stupid were we? He shouldn't have put up with it and I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done it. And I should have known a better way to deal with it. So I'm just saying this. I've, I've learned to not be resentful, to not be angry, to not carry a chip on your shoulder, to not lash out later, whether it be friends, family, clients, whoever it is in your life. If you tell them the truth and you can do it in a diplomatic way, you get a lot farther. Or as my grandmother used to say, <laughs> you catch more flies with sugar than with vinegar. Okay, I hope you're all well. We're going into the holiday season again to Christmas, and negotiations are crucial with family during the holidays, aren't they? Thank you for listening. If you have anything, go to our Facebook page, Women Beyond a Certain Age. You can write to us at uh, womenbeyond at icloud.com. And we have been getting messages from people and ideas about future shows and what we're trying to do is in January, we'll be adding some guests. We're excited about that because between Diane and I and Cindy, we know some really incredible women that are beyond a certain age and we'd love to share their knowledge with you. Okay, bye-bye.